as teachers, we spend a lot of time motivating our students or at least attempting to motivate our students every single day. Like really every 10 minutes of every single day. And we are constantly trying new things and new ways of motivating our students, whether it be intrinsically or extrinsically, trying to figure out what is going to make these kids actually want to be in our class and want to learn. But have you ever thought about what it takes to motivate yourself as a teacher? I love me some high quality professional development. I especially like going to conferences with amazing keynote speakers. It seems to like re-energize me. In Utah, we have the UACTE, which is the Utah Association for Career and Technical Educators Midwinter Conference, and it is conveniently placed the first weekend of February. So it's conveniently placed there, I think, for two reasons. So the first is that it's the first week or weekend of CTE month. So it gets all of us jazzed about getting ready for promoting our programs and everything that we do during CT month. But it is also right after January. And January, while we have some breaks, we did just come from the holiday break. And we're about to move into the very long third term of the school year. And quite frankly, we need a little motivation and a little bit of excitement to stay in our jobs. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. Because Jared, my welding teaching husband, and I are both in CTE, we get to attend this conference together. So we have a lot of fun as we are driving back and forth to this conference when it's local or when we're actually like driving down south like three hours away to kind of go over the things that we learn and some tips and tricks that we wanted to implement in our classroom. So we get really excited debriefing about all of those different things that we've learned. And we are so excited to try new things. Then the weekend ends and Monday comes along and we are back in our classrooms. We're too busy and overwhelmed to put in place any of the new strategies. And there might be like some like minor ones that we can put into place, but really like the major like ones that we were really excited about that were kind of like life changing, we feel completely unprepared to implement. If we do try something new, we're usually flying solo. I mean, we could send an email to the presenter, but we're probably not going to get a whole ton of information back. And it's definitely not like having a coach or someone like right there explaining to you step by step how to do something. And it seemed like it worked in their classroom, but for some reason we can't quite figure out what they did and how. At that point, we don't lack the motivation because we were really excited, but we do lack the momentum. We don't know where to start or how to get the ball rolling. Where motivation is a feeling, momentum is the action. The small action that can build and build. That is why some call it 
the snowball effect. Now, for those of you who don't live anywhere with snow, I'm going to give you a story and kind of analogy, and you can just imagine that you have snow where you live. But we live in Utah, and we get plenty of snow. Of course, this year, we are having an abnormally warm like winter, fall, and so we really haven't gotten any snow, but that's beside the point. So we get plenty of snow, and not only that, it is the greatest snow on earth, so it isn't too wet. It's actually usually more dry, so we have a lot of powder, but there are times where it packs really nicely, but it's not so wet that you can't do anything with it and you're like miserable. So Jared grew up in Northeast Ohio, so the snow was really wet and more like ice, which is actually why he moved here to Utah because he loves to snowboard and he wanted to snowboard here on like snow rather than ice. And the other great thing about snow is you can build snowmen. When you are building a snowman, you start with a snowball that's about the size of like a baseball or a softball, and then you drop it onto the ground and you roll it until it gets bigger and bigger. Now remember, we get plenty of snow here. And so it's not like usually a skiff of snow when you're building a snowman. You've got probably like a two to three inch base. So as you are rolling that snowball, every time you roll the ball, you have a larger surface area on that ball. And so more snow gets packed onto that snowball. And it doesn't actually really take a lot of effort. You're not, you're just rolling it. You're not actually like pressing it on the sides because the weight itself is now making it stick together. So you are going from a much smaller snowball, remember, like baseball size, to literally a boulder. And they can get pretty large. And depending on how much snow you've got, you go from having a very white grass area to um, where it's covered in snow to now you can see grass because you have just cleared out the entire yard of all the snow. Okay, so what does this have to do with self-motivation as a teacher? Well, like our students, sometimes we just don't want to do something. And when we do finally do something, we really want to put in as little effort as possible. But sometimes we do have to put an effort and that makes it even less motivated. We know we need to do something, but it's not exciting in any way, shape, or form. And you can probably think of a lot of different things that we do as teachers that really like no amount of motivation can really make us want to do it. So it doesn't fill us with joy like intrinsic motivation, and we don't get a piece of candy or reward like extrinsic motivation. Although there are some times where I do reward myself extrinsically for doing some of the those like tasks that I don't want to do. But we do need to get it done. Getting your classroom organized is one of those times or places where motivation doesn't cut it. As a CTE teacher, you probably have a lot of stuff. And not only that, but if you took over for another teacher, you probably have a lot of their stuff too. Some barriers that you may not think you are an organized person, you may also be overwhelmed by the amount of work you need to get done, and you have a lot of other things that you would much rather do and that kind of distracts you from actually getting that organizing done. So this is the time where you just kind of have to suck it up 
and make some small progress so that you can gain momentum. So systems help you get organized and maintain your organized space. These small wins will then give you that momentum to keep it up. So a couple of weeks ago, I cashed in my wellness day, which we don't have anymore, to help organize Jared's school office. I know you might be thinking, what a good wife, um, but let's be honest, I had an ulterior motive. I wanted to help him develop some organizational systems so that he could come home earlier from school each day and be more present when he is home. I is kind of sick of him like bringing home more stuff to do when he came home, more grading. As an administrator, I no longer have to do that stuff. I bring home more of like emotional baggage, but not like actual like things to grade. Although I do have a lot of things that sometimes I end up having to take home, which I'm working on. But he was losing things on the regular because he just couldn't find anything in his office. And he does have an office, so not just like an office space, but I don't know if that was like better or worse because he had papers and random tools and supplies all over. So he had them all over his desk, his shelves, and even on his floor. And he had recently gotten his floors redone. So he had to take all of it out at the beginning of the school year so they could refinish his floors. And then he put it all back in. So that was like a lot of stuff to like move both directions. So I spent the day working with him using the 4S approach, which I'll tell you about a little bit later, to get a good start on his organizational journey. In that one day, we made pretty good progress. And you know what? We also gave him momentum. And it wasn't just him that got momentum. So next to his office, he has a storage room that I was definitely not about to touch. Like I opened the door and I'm like, yeah, there's no way. I, let's just do the office and we'll leave this space for later. It was something I just didn't even want to worry about that day. So it also has a door, which makes hiding things a little bit easier as far as like out of sight, out of mind. And so you can't get as distracted because you're not looking at it all the time. So the next day he actually texted me some after photos of his more organized storage room, which I wasn't expecting at all. The day before we had created a system for organizing his swag and merchandise. So yes, he has merchandise for his welding program. And that's like hats and t-shirts and he lets his seniors design a new t-shirt every single year or rather like I think he lets them choose a design from like three designs and so every single year he has like a different welding shirt so he has a lot of extra welding shirts because when COVID hit he had just barely gotten an order in and none of the kids ended up buying t-shirts because no one was there so he has a lot of swag plus he gets things from Miller and Lincoln and various competitions people are donating stuff so he has stuff that he gives out to students when they do well So he actually, we had developed a system for organizing that stuff so that he could find it and it wasn't like all over the place. So we had a student TAs organize the t-shirts and the swag in the divorce system that we had put together and created. Once those shirts were out of that storage room and they noticed that a large area on the floor was now visible, they kept going. And What was a daunting task, even for me to tackle, his TAs did a single afternoon. And 
I don't know if he like bribed them with like beverages or whatever, but they got it done. And all of this was because of the momentum, the system, and the support. And that's what I want to offer to you, especially if you are wanting to organize your space, as I have just come up with a mini course that will be live in December, but I'm offering a special beta pricing during Black Friday. Now the price will go up after Black Friday, but I feel like those of you who are listening and already one of my people can get that special pricing. And what we'll be doing is specifically, it is a mini course. And so it is going to be going over how to develop these organizational systems that you can not only apply to actually like organizing your stuff, but then also getting organized in all of the other teacher practices that you will need to do. So the system can be applied to that, but then it can also be applied to increasing your visibility. So It is a system and a program that actually has a lot of different uses and I want to share it with you. So go ahead and join my VIP waitlist for Black Friday at kristenmasick.com forward slash Black Friday for all of the details. Plus, you will be getting a special bonus for being on my waitlist. So to summarize this episode, you want to look more at your momentum your support, and your systems that will help you achieve your goals, whether that's being more organized in the classroom or leaving it closer to the end of your contract time without having to take anything additionally home with you. Until next week. 